Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about is love a mental illness? This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health registered nurse and professional content developer. So let's talk about this. Is love a mental illness? Well, why do men fall in love more than women? And when women do fall in love, why is it that they become addicted to the feeling more easily? Why do people invariably find the person who they fall in love with attractive? Why is it that lovers write poetry and sing love songs? How can we explain romantic conventions like men giving gifts to women? And why can passionate love never last? Remarkably, all of these questions can be answered and many more, if we accept a simple, somewhat startling premise that love is a mental illness. Since the dawn of civilization, poets have described love as a kind of madness, if you will, and historically, the medical profession has endorsed a similar view. According to the principles of Hippocratic medicine, passionate love almost invariably turns into love melancholy, a form of depression. Anybody who has experienced falling in love will know something of love's madness, an emotional roller coaster that seems to carry the occupant between the two extremes of heaven and hell. The symptoms of love are many and varied. What's intriguing is that if we list them, for example, a preoccupation with the loved one, tearfulness, euphoria, and check them against accepted diagnostic criteria for mental illness, we find that most lovers qualify for diagnoses of obsessional illness, depression, or manic depression. And this is no superficial relationship. Neurochemical and brain scanning investigations have shown a considerable overlap between the brain in love and the brain in the throes of mental illness. Why should this be? Why is love experienced as a kind of madness? Why do we say people are crazy in love? Human babies born uniquely weak and vulnerable require a massive amount of care and attention from two committed parents. Unlike other animals, our big brains allow us to rebel against or foil our reproductive instincts, and avoid the hard work of raising kids. We can, for example, decide to be celibate or use contraception. 
yet we don't. People keep on having children, and they are usually two people who say they are in love. It's revealing that most people only experience being madly in love for about two years. This duration corresponds exactly with the time it would have taken our ancestors to produce and wean one child. So love's madness lasts just long enough to ensure the survival of genes from one generation to the next. All kinds of human behavior suddenly begin to make sense when looked at it in this way. A woman who stays with a thoroughly, uh, what I'll call unsuitable man, because love's spell makes her feel it is impossible to leave him. The man who spends his life a confirmed bachelor and then falls suddenly and desperately head over heels in love. The devoted husband whose marriage is suddenly threatened by the seven-year itch. Every one of these people is suffering from a temporary mental illness designed to ensure their genes are safely passed on to the next generation. The proposition that love is a mental illness is simple, straightforward, and illuminating. Moreover, it has never been given serious consideration in modern times. It can reveal much about why men and women behave the way they do, and it provides a, a truly startling and unexpected answer to the much-vexed question, what is love? At, at some point in life, most of us will face a major mental health crisis. It is called love. Science is beginning to pay more attention to the chemical storm that romantic love can trigger in our brains. Recent studies of brain scans show that being in love causes changes in the brain that are strikingly similar to serious health problems like drug addiction and obsessive compulsive disorder. This doesn't mean love is bad for you. There is a growing body of research that shows how love and lasting relationships are an important determinant in long-term health. And the breakdown of a marriage or relationship can exact an enormous toll on a person's well-being. But knowing that love can make you crazy, at least in the short term, gives us clues about how to improve relationships and rekindle the romantic love that first brought a couple together. 
So the brain system involved in romantic love is powerful, uh, says Helen Fisher, an anthropologist at New Jersey's Rutgers University. She has led much of the research into love's impact on the brain. Everything that is going on in the brain, everything that happens with romantic love has a chemical basis, she says. Dr. Fisher has studied love by looking at people's brains using magnetic resonance imaging or MRI machines. A recent study also looked at 15 subjects who were deeply in love but were nursing broken hearts. While in the scanner, they they viewed neutral pictures of someone they knew but for whom they didn't have intense romantic feelings. Then they were shown a picture of their loved one. Compared with the neutral photos, a lover's picture triggers the dopamine system in the brain, the same system associated with pleasure and addiction. But the brain images of those scorned in love also give us clues as to why the breakdown of a relationship can trigger serious health problems. The subjects dealing with failed relationships showed activity in the dopamine system, suggesting they maintained intense feelings for their loved one. But they also showed activity in brain regions associated with risk-taking, controlling anger, and obsessive-compulsive problems. The scans showed activity in one part of the brain linked with physical pain. Studies in Italy looking at blood levels of the brain chemical serotonin have suggested that love and mental illness have much in common. They compared serotonin levels of people recently in love, patients with obsessive compulsive disorder, and a control group that was neither. The researchers found that the love-struck participants showed a drop in serotonin levels similar to those with obsessive-compulsive problems. Using brain scans to study emotional changes is still a new science, but the images signal the potential toll of relationship problems. It's not a good combination, notes Dr. Fisher. You're feeling intense romantic love. You're willing to take big risks. You're in physical pain, obsessively thinking about a person, and you're struggling to control your rage. You're not operating with your full range of cognitive abilities. It's possible that part of the rational mind shuts down. The dramatic changes evident on the brain scans may help explain bizarre behavior that is often associated with love. It can also help explain why marital problems are such a serious health worry. Studies show that people in troubled relationships are more likely to suffer from anxiety, depression, and high blood pressure. For most people, the intensity of romantic love fades with time and is replaced by powerful feelings of attachment. But understanding the brain patterns 
of the newly in love can teach us how to rekindle romance and boost the health of long-term relationships. Studies show that trying something new with a spouse can go a long way toward reigniting love. In one study, couples were assigned a weekly activity they both found new and exciting, such as sailing or taking an art class. Another group did pleasant but familiar activities, such as dinner with friends. Based on answers to relationship tests, the couples doing new things showed far more improvement in the quality of their marriage after 10 weeks than couples who did the same things every week. The lesson is that sharing new experiences with your spouse appears to trigger changes in the brain that mimic the early days of being in love. We know that novelty and new experiences engage the dopamine system. And when it's associated with your partner, it creates a link with the partner. Uh, it creates a dramatic increase in the sense of passion and romance. So, do you want to be crazy in love? This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.